0: Be inspired. Learn ways to show up focused, centered, and more dynamic in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Empowered Spirit Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. This episode is being brought to you by Forecast. Located in Homewood, Alabama. Forecast is a hair salon on a mission to shape a movement in the beauty industry, focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online at forecastsalon.com. As this podcast goes to air, we are in the waning light of the moon. It is a time of great release, release of old patterns, old thoughts, and old limiting beliefs. Lots of great energy and downloads came in at the beginning of the month. So now the question is how to make room for this growth. Letting go and clearing out will help you to ground with these possibilities. Slowing down will help you to synthesize your ideas about spirituality and your thinking mind. Silence can bring the clarity you seek to notice the good things coming into your life. Do you have trouble slowing down? Do you have trouble sitting still? Is grounding your energy a foreign concept? This is what I teach in my private mentoring program. I can help you to not only set up a spiritual practice, but make it a priority. Schedule a spiritual upgrade call with me now. There are lots of unseen forces going on, change, evolution, new dreams. So now is a great time to create a new spiritual contract with yourself. This is the rhythm of where we are right now. New phases, transitions, shifts, and we are starting to come on the other side of summer. The days are getting shorter. I know I've been noticing this. What about you? And I've also been noticing the growth, looking at my garden, seeing how much has opened up and all the abundance that is around. Mother Earth is such a great reflection for all of us right now. And this is the time to know your energy, your truth, your voice, your spirit. And that's where the rights come in to help you move through all this stuff. Rise, being Reggie, Intuition, Tarot, EFT, and Stones and Crystals. Finding ways to tend to the struggles of your life with these tools can add inspiration, amusement, and joy. It can free you from all that stress that is going on in the world. All these cosmic forces and energy alignments I talk about on my Energy Focus for the Week which you can find live on Sunday nights on Instagram and Facebook. We talk about what's going on, we align our energy, set intentions for the week, and I pull the tarot cards for guidance. Join me or catch the replay. As we move through these transitions, now is the time to clean up your energy with an energy clearing session. Schedule one virtually or in person. The links will be in the show notes. When you start going within and connecting to your soul and your spirit, you will find your answers. This work will change your life. It can seriously improve your body, mind, and spirit. Side effects, yes. You may see yourself as you really are. Speaking up, voicing your ideas, being strong in your boundaries, excelling in your life. You may experience loss of excess baggage, resulting in major life changes. Come learn these different energy tools and techniques. They will help you to center, slow down, and bring some new energy into your life. In today's episode, I speak with Marilyn Alaria, a gifted psychic medium, teacher, and coach about her new book, Guides, Mystical Connections with Soul Guides and Divine Teachers. What a great conversation we had all about spirit guides, types of spirit guides, how to access them, how to build relationships with them, and how they can help you along your journey in life. Before we begin, let's take a moment to pause and center and set an intention for where you are right now. So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes, taking a nice deep inhale, bringing the breath all the way up the body and exhale, pulling that breath all the way down, slowing down, centering, inhale, expanding the breath up the body and exhale, pulling all that energy in, calling in your spirit. Feel that connection coming in for you, taking another deep inhale, and exhale. Inhale, coming into the heart, expanding that breath, and exhale, just presencing the energy in your heart, and right in that deepest part. Feel that connection of your spirit and the greater spirit. Feeling all this energy coming in to surround you as we call in the masters, the teachers, the archangels for joy, the crystal beings for protection and magnification, and call in your spirit guides. We ask that they work with us and through us to surround us and protect us as we open up to this work today. Taking a moment and noticing where you are on this great wheel of life. As I teach in the medicine wheel, we find the season of summer and the direction of the south. The south, where we allow for growth, for joy, amusement, and we call in the divine feminine to help nurture and love as we allow for this growth imagine yourself standing in this direction with the sun beaming down opening you up to that wild woman energy within you calling in the directions for guidance and protection to the south the west the north and the east above you below you right into the very center, into that deepest part, setting that intention. And as you set this intention, notice how you want to feel. Notice those elevated emotions for you, joy, peace, love, abundance, whatever it is for you and allow it to radiate out from your heart, through your auric field, all around you. Taking another deep inhale and exhale, just centering all this energy with these elevated emotions, opening the third eye, grounding your energy, bringing the awareness back, blinking the eyes open, coming back. So my guest today, Marilyn Alaria, is a gifted psychic medium teacher and coach with an unmatched capacity to ignite deep soul level transformation for her clients around the world. As the creator of the Soul Finder Academy and membership for your soul and host of the podcast, Who Can It Be Now? She offers a clear action plan for developing your talents, following your purpose, fulfilling your dreams, and living in alignment with your soul's. Her online courses, Live and Thrive with Your Psychic Gifts and Communicate with Your Souls, are popular courses on Sacred You. So let us welcome Marilyn to the show. Welcome, Marilyn. Welcome. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Yes, I'm very excited to talk to you. It's not very many people I get to like have this amazing conversation about spirit guides of all things. So I'm very excited to bring this to my listeners as well. And congratulations on your book, Guides, Mystical Connections to Soul Guides and Divine Teachers.
1: Thank you. I'm really excited that it's out there and I've been getting really great feedback from it. So that's been lovely and it really lit up the light inside of me to continue to write. So I'm I'm grateful for the book. The book itself is guiding me to write some more. So it,
0: in and of itself, it's a guide. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I've written one book and channel a lot of content. And yeah, I've just actually joined a writing collective, CJ Jane Wright, and it's been awesome to really put to form because I do know I can write. So yeah, I, I hear you on that. So congratulations. Yeah, yeah. So let's just start by asking the question, what led you to write this book? Uh,
1: I've been wanting to write a book about guides for a really long time because I've been teaching about it for like over 15 years. I know you and I, I can tell we have so many similar expertise. So it's going to be really fun to play in this space. And I've been teaching teaching it to people around the world, how to communicate with their guides. And then the publisher um, knew me. So she contacted me and asked me to write this book. And I said, are you asking me to pay you? And she said, no. because <laughs> You know, sometimes you get people, they're like, I'll help you write a book. but you got to pay me. And I'm like, I'm not paying you anything. And she's like, no, you're going to get royalties and everything. And I was like, okay, sign me up. Very good. And what was interesting about this book is they actually interviewed me and then sent me the transcript, which I think is a really great way for for me personally to have written my first book, because it was so daunting to sit down and Right, sometimes, and and now I've learned how to really um, take my time and make it really, you know, productive. So I, I've, it's gotten a lot better, which is good.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I just recently led a 21 day challenge and it was, it was the second time that I led the challenge radiating your light and I did it even better the second time, <laughs> but I actually am taking the transcripts from that. I really liked the way in which I taught it. So I totally understand what you're saying about having that transcript and having those questions come out and then working at it from that way. So what a great way to kind of put down what you really deeply inside of you know. Yeah. And I'm sure like
1: for people like us and anybody who's listening, most of us do channel information anyway, and it comes through us and we won't even remember what we say. So if you turn on a recorder and the publisher was asking me questions and it was just like coming through me and I'm like, oh, this is great. Because if I had to sit down and write this, I don't know that we would have had this organic type of um, experience that the book ended up becoming. So it feels really good to me.
0: Yeah. I love the idea of channeling messages too. And of course, with the subject, you know, spirit guides, channeling, why right. not? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> they wanted to write the book, not me. So there they were. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yeah. So let's just start a little bit basic. I know I've talked a little bit about spirit guides and I always say calling your spirit guides, but many people do come with the questions like, well, how do you know? How do you do this? What is a spirit guide? So let's just start right there. Like, what is a spirit guide? How do you even began with that kind of concept? So, with the first be- the beginning of the book, um, talks about what I think are spirit guides,
1: and I'll be interested to hear what you think, Terry. But for me, anything that of energy is a spirit guide. So, it could be a scented mastered angel, but you could also have the moon be a spirit guide, or uh, being from another planet, or color, or music, or Um, people have never walked the earth plane, uh, a deceased loved one. So an animal, a tree. So to me, spirit guides can come in any type of form. It's really what you resonate with and what you feel drawn to. And when people are starting out, I tell them not to work with deceased loved ones right away because they're not able to hear their deceased loved ones in a higher conscious state, which is what happens on the other side when they go, at least my belief. So I usually tell people like if you're into Jesus or Archangel Michael, start there. Just pick someone because so many people wait for their guides to pick them, and then they're like, "I don't get know my guide." And I'm like, "Well, who do you resonate with?" And they're like, "Archangel Michael." I'm like, "That's your guide. Grab it. Just start talking to Archangel Michael." That's my belief, but I don't I don't know if you're as different is different. Yeah,
0: yeah, I love that idea. To me, it opens up like what you said, just kind of opens it up to anything is possible. And I really agree with it. I think that. The way in which kind of I see guides too, and I totally agree with you. I, I totally agree, like whatever that presence is. And that was kind of where I was going. Like I always talk about, especially because like in, in Reiki training, we start to introduce Reiki guides. And so when we start to introduce the Reiki guide, just like feel the presence first, mm. you know, and then it's like, oh, maybe you'll hear a name. Maybe you'll hear a shape or maybe you'll see a shape or a color and then start to get to know that. So I agree. It's like a higher uh, energy coming in, something that feels that guidance. I mean, I know for me at one time, I was out camping. This goes about maybe eight years. There's a beautiful place here in Alabama, Mentone Mountain, and they have this great um, Horsepins 40. And so there was like a yoga family weekend and I was, you know, doing vending and hanging out. And of course, I'm not like music partying, like I go to bed, right? Mm -hmm. And so I had gone to bed pretty early. It's like, when the music ever stopped, finally it stopped. I got out when the bathroom came back and it was so quiet. And as I went back into sleep, I had like the vision of a spirit guide. And so that was kind of a different feeling for me it was like i actually saw her it was like oh my god how beautiful it was right there so i think there are many ways mm-hmm. to just kind of tag along with what you're saying many ways to presence that energy and bring that energy in in order to allow yourself to be guided to bring those messages that are for you
1: yeah and i, I mean, i'm a big believer in knowing them intimately so it's not like i hear people say to me oh, my guides told me to do so-and-so. And I'm like, who are your guides? And they're like, I don't know, the gnomes, the fairies. And I'm like, well, you don't really know then where you're pulling that information in from.
0: Good point. And I think
1: it's important to have an idea. So I teach a lot about relationship and where they're standing, knowing where they're standing and also breathing with them so that you can understand like, like you, I can see my guides. I know exactly who they are. I know where they are. And I know what they sound like or what they feel like, even though they don't speak in words, they speak in vibration. And I translate it into words, but it's really important to me that people develop the relationship. That's what's the book. The whole front of the book, uh, beginning of the book is about how to develop a relationship and why that relationship is so important.
0: Yeah. So let's go into that a little deeper. What
1: do you mean by develop a relationship? So for me, you and I, we're having a relationship right now, right? We have a relationship with our parents. We have a relationship with our siblings. We have a relationship with our boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever. We have a relationship even with our understanding of God. So we know everything in relationship. We have a relationship with ourselves, And it feels to me like we can have a relationship with your, your guide and it helps to bring you into oneness. Like for me, if I if my guides showed up and they were just inside my body, or they they only looked like me, the higher self can look like you. But if they just looked like me, or they were just inside my body, I wouldn't have believed them because I was too messed up. I was too depressed. I had too much going on. So they had to show up as this energy outside of me. And then I started developing like a relationship with them through conversation, like I'm having with you. And that automatically creates some type of dynamic where you start trusting and developing an intimate relationship with the person. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I was thinking, as I was visualizing kind of what you were saying, it's like, it's like, almost as you develop that relationship, you start to bring in this cord of energy. Mm, Yes. Right? Because it's like, it's not necessarily, I guess it is outside of you, but it's like, it's within your energy field. And so you start to bring in this presence of energy, and you develop this beautiful cord that brings information that helps you to understand a lot more about your spiritual path especially and then the life that we walk here on earth right yeah but i like that idea and i mean i talk to my guides all the time i talk to the divas outside i talk to people like aren't you crazy no i'm not like (laughs) this is how we do it and we don't necessarily have to talk out loud but I think that you talk about like that conversation, like having that that relationship is having that conversation, I guess is really kind of what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm totally agreeing with you, yeah. I love how you you said cord of light. What did you call it? We can say cord of light. <laughs> I think I said cord of energy, but cord, cord of, of, of energy. Light, Yeah, Same idea, yeah. One of the
1: exercises I teach is how to breathe with them and you're basically creating an umbilical cord of energy between the two of you. There
0: you go. So
1: I love that you said cord of energy because that makes perfect sense to me. And this way you don't get, when people are trying to communicate with their guides, they get really distracted by mind chatter or self-doubt. If you're working on the cord of energy, the cord of light, the umbilical cord of energy, and you're working with your inner perception is focused on one spot where you think your guide is standing, you're automatically concentrated and focused and able to receive information. So trying to cover a lot of different, I know you get it. So, and I'm sure the people that listen to you get it too, but I'm trying to cover a lot of ground in like a couple of sentences, but yeah, Yeah.
0: no, and I agree with that. And I think there are many different kinds of guides for many different things. Yes. You know, I think there are. So it really just depends on what you're working on. I mean, I know for myself, Very early on, as a healer, I have two guides. And even my teacher was like, oh, I feel your guides. Like, I know they're around you. And she would describe them exactly pretty much as I saw them. And so I continued to build that that relationship with them. Sometimes when I'm healing, it's like, okay, help me. I need extra set of hands. Yeah. You know, it's like I call my guides in. I have two. One is like a an Indian chief with this amazing, like, like feathers that come down. And one's like this little oriental man that runs around and helps me <laughs> making sure I clean up all the energy. Right. And so that's one way I work with them. But then there's other times when I call in other guides, like even my higher self, mm-hmm. you know, working in the Akashic realms. I was just up there today. Like, where have you been? I, we haven't seen you. Right. And I was kind of laughing at myself but spirit loves amusement so we build those kind of relationships and I think that we can have many would you agree with that completely completely but and and you can have people that certain guides that step in for
1: moments in time like say you want to become when I was studying mediumship because I speak to deceased loved ones or I was part of my business and I wanted to elevate my learning and it really wasn't Google wasn't around then you know there wasn't a lot in the bookstores Um, I asked for teachers to come in that could teach me mediumship at that level. And they came in and they were there for a little time and they taught me something and they left. So I definitely agree with all of that.
0: Yeah, I think it's important that we recognize that. And I think even for the beginning student or one that's just, you know, really starting to open up to that possibility, I think one of the things you said was like getting that that doubt out of the way, like yeah. that that part of the brain, like the ego part of the brain, like, no, you're making this up, right? To remove that because that will get in the way of trusting the guidance that comes in.
1: Definitely. Definitely. It's the biggest thing that gets in the way is the mind chatter and the doubt. And when I was started, I started channeling right away when I started opening up to this. And uh, I remember talking with my guides and I was like, how do I know this isn't my imagination? And they said, we're giving you great advice. Who cares? And they were right. I'm like, they're totally right. I'm getting great advice. Who cares? If I-? And then they taught me that they're actually in our imagination because that's creativity. That's out of the box thinking. So you don't wanna shut down your imagination, you wanna run with it. And for me personally, and I know you, probably, you know this too, it, I was a skeptical medium, but through my work with them, I was open-minded skepticism. And through my work with them, the evidence that would show up in my physical world was insane, so I, there was no, I couldn't doubt it anymore. And yeah. that's why I just want people to trust, move through it, learn how to work with their guides, and they will get the physical evidence.
0: Yeah, I agree. Once you start seeing that come forward, it's like, why doubt it? You exactly. Know? I was one time, this goes back many years when I was living in New York and very early into the work I do now and met Brian Weiss at a mm. convention or a conference or something. And he was kind of new to really coming out with his work. And I remember asking him that, like, well, how do you know if you're making it up? And he was, his answer was the same thing. If it's in your consciousness, in your imagination, it's there. Yes. It's for you to honor. So I totally agree with that. And I think sometimes we have to use the imagination. It's the same thing as our intuition, Mm -hmm. right? Well, if we only look at it from the logical brain, I think we're gonna talk ourselves out of everything because it's just like, there's that part of spiritualism that we can't measure. that's just there. But as you said, and going back to what you said, once you start having the experiences and start to see the results that's where the confidence builds yeah that's where the growth comes forward
1: and and we don't want to ignore that like i teach people how to use our physical senses also in a psychic mediumship way because i'll put i just did something today where i was teaching them how to go past the universe into the infinite possibilities and somebody said to me can you taste and smell it and i was like of course because you could go out into any type of energetic field And just smell and right away I was smelling like clean water and then I was tasting and it was beautiful water. And when you just start using your own, I teach how your body is an instrument to communicate with spirit. And when we use our own physical being and we use all parts of ourselves, the experience becomes much more multidimensional. It doesn't become boxed in. So I love everything that you're saying. It's like, and especially what Brian Weiss said, that book was so good. Many, many lives, many masters. Um, It's really true, like why cut that off? There's so much available to us. So I agree with what he says about it being consciousness.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. One time I was, um, I make jewelry, so I was restringing um, some pearls and beads. A friend of mine whose mother had passed had these and she's like, will you make this for me? And as I'm working with them, the smells, that's what I thought about. Mm. Like the smells came forward and I could see her and I could I went back to her once I finished the necklace and I described her. And it was just like from working with this. So I totally agree with that. We use all the senses. We open up to all of that. And I mean, I teach intuitive, um, I teach intuition as well. It's like use all the senses. We don't have to keep to one open all those clairs up open all that So that you can bring in all the messages and I think the more and more we start to really Recognize each and every one of us can do this The more we're going to grow and in a world that needs it right now I feel like I keep repeating that sentence in a world gone mad right now, <laughs> but it's true Who are you going to trust? Yeah. We have to trust what's inside of us right now what are we called to do? What are we called to do? What do we believe is true? What do we want to have our our life to open up to? And if we keep asking everybody else, you're going to get different opinions from everybody else, but building that trust within you. And I think when the spirit guides come in and bring these messages, I like to talk about them like, for me, it's like early in the morning or when I'm out for a walk or when I'm least trying, like I get these messages, even though I'm practicing my tools during like a formal meditation, it's really in those moments when you're just connected and these messages come in. So like you said, like, why doubt it? If these beautiful messages are here for you, why fight it? Why doubt it? open up to it something. And you also said it's constant communication. Like we have constant communication
1: with our guides and during nature, washing your dishes in the shower, I get it on the toilet so many times. I'm like, really, this is like, but I get these amazing (laughs) downloads, you know, and it's, it's so great to be able to have like such a supportive counsel with you at all times, unconditional love. So I agree with you on all of that. Yeah, I agree feel like people like you and me and other people that really teach from the place of you have this already. Like, that's what I feel like we're telling people, you already have all of this. We're just giving you techniques and tools to access it, to help you to discover it. And I think that's really important in this world to like really tell people, because I've went to many mediums, Well, that's not true. I didn't study with a lot, but the few I studied with and they acted as if they were the, the only people that could do it. And you would be really lucky if you could do it this well or be this gifted. And I was like, who the F are you, man, to tell anybody else that they can't do it too? Yeah. So I just so happy that people like us are out there teaching this material.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think we all can train. And I think some people have that, you know, natural ability to go and do mediumship. I know that, you know, sometimes I work with the clients and their 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 deceased loved ones will come in, but to me it wasn't the choice of where I wanted to go for mediumship. But I think we all can learn, and I think it's a skill and we train it. Right? And I think that's the important part of really learning how to connect with that divine energy, those downloads that come in, whether they're guides or deceased loved ones. I, I, I was curious how you kind of, you know, one is this and one is that. How do you look at that, for, especially when you had mentioned like deceased downloads for the deceased ones for the guides, like a higher higher vibration? How How is that?
1: Well, before I answer that, I have to say something else because I don't ascribe to the mediumship that you're only a medium if you talk to deceased loved ones. I have a big problem okay. with that.
0: Okay. So, and that's not directed at you. That's directed to. No, I think that's something that needs to come out and be yeah. said because I think the common, the common theory is that mediumship means deceased loved ones. Yeah, yeah, and by doing that, from the people I know who
1: who label themselves that way, they are trying, and they're to me they segregate. It's mediumship to me. I'm just going to go here because I'm not going to go into that. Mediumship for me is you're acting as a medium between the person you're working with and the spiritual realm, whether I never am taking information just from the person. I'm not doing a psychic reading, reading what they want to hear. I'm always getting my information from my guides who are getting it from your guides or if a deceased loved one comes in or from an ascended master or anything that comes in. It's usually my guides who are speaking to your guides or a deceased person. So that's mediumship to me because you're working as a medium between the two energies
0: yeah and i agree with that and i don't think i always had that definition of it recently the last couple of years well since covid really i happened to have interviewed cindy dale on my podcast and then went on to study with her who is an excellent teacher an amazing research uh, researcher she's written so many books i don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with her or not but oh my gosh yeah i learned so much in energy medicine from her just really just unbelievable good two years still study with her when i can yeah Um, And I will just give her a shout out because she is teaching an amazing new course with the Shift Network coming up. So I'll just give them both a shout out. But she actually had that same idea Mm -hmm. of mediumship. Because I remember one time she picked me to do something like, well, I don't know if I'm a medium really. And she's like, are you kidding me? Like you do this work, you are a medium. So it was that same kind of idea. And I think that's when my whole idea of what mediumship talked about. But I think the question I was kind of asking, like where is that difference between using a deceased loved one as your guide versus an ascended master or an angel or some other presence that comes in as a guide
1: yeah and that's where i get into knowing who you're taking information one for, for intimately i don't have any deceased loved ones as my guides okay so the way that i can take it is if i when i used to do private readings i don't do them anymore my guides were in the room my guides were talking to your guides but if their father came through the father, the, my guide would allow the father to come through because if I was doing four or five readings in a row and there's a lot of deceased people waiting to talk, they would know which one to usher into the room, and then the deceased loved one would have to give me confirm, you know, information that the reader, the person I was reading, the reedy, could confirm that it was really their dad. So it would be like he died of a heart attack. You he were standing by his side. You were holding his left hand. His name is Frank. Whatever it may be that will really confirm it. And then my messages were more about the, um, the the living person moving forward in their life. Hmm. The deceased people that came through to me did not care if you gave them soup at the end of their life. They were more concerned with how you were continuing to live your life. And they wanted to offer up advice there.
0: Beautiful. How fascinating, how fascinating to look at this whole broad subject. And, you know, once again, just because we don't see it with the regular eyes, like doesn't mean all this energy isn't there. Just thinking about all those waiting to come in. I love the way you describe it. Yeah. But I think there's so much that we can tap into when we start to really go within our spirit and start to ask these questions and start to understand where they're coming from. Okay, I have no idea where this came from. There's a butterfly sticker that just landed on my finger. I have no idea. I love it. It's perfect. I love it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm putting it on your paper there. Yeah. But I just think it's really fascinating. And I think it's something that our listeners really need to understand is that we all can tune into this. We all can open up to a bigger part of who we are. And especially, again, I'll say it, especially right now when there's so much change going on. So many things need to shift, having the ability to open up to a new part of who we are. I know I mentioned this before we even hit record, like my whole life has opened up now and new direction is coming in. And for a while it just seemed wide. And now it's like, okay maybe i'm the one coloring it in all right guides come on you know and today just opening up my own meditations working in the karshak records is kind of where i go and get all my guides into my own little business room as i call it right and just kind of chatting with them and you know some person who doesn't want to believe said oh you're a little bit mental this morning Tari." but it's like no i even think that when we can feel so much more empowered and so much more amusement and depth in our life to then really continue to build that conversation, exactly what you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah And I think people are afraid of it
1: based on whatever experiences they had in their past. You know, some people may be afraid of it and that's okay. I always say, you know, I I know what I believe, but I don't know that it's even how correct that is. And I won't know until I'm dead. And I don't even know if I'll know then, because I believe in different levels of consciousness. So, you know, I just have to find what, really helps me to live a life that feels grounded and aligned with my soul. I love teaching. It's what's happened to me and um, it's great. And I think it's phenomenal. And I love writing now and I have a podcast. So I love all of those mediums. And then it's just really working with my guides and walking through it and figuring out the beliefs that help me to live the fullest life I can live and walk away from the limiting beliefs.
0: Definitely walk away from limited beliefs. And I love that you talk about that, like the parallel realities. I'm like, let's let's shift this reality lately. Let's Hopefully. change places, right? It's all parallel. Let's move into the other one. Definitely agree with that. So, just curious, like when or how old were you when you first recognized that you had a guide? Um, I can't remember how old I was because you know how, like, so I started my mediumship
1: deceit, like we'll call it mediumship. Um, I knew I was psychic and deceased people started showing up. Well, first they started calling my name and nobody would be there. So I was around early thirties when that happened. And then Columbine, the kids who did the shootings in the Columbine, they were the first kids that showed up to me at the end of my bed. Mm. And then I was in Manhattan during 9-11 and the pilots were at the end of my bed. So Mm. it's a whole story and I share it on my podcast, Who Can It Be Now? But it all opened up then. And then I was working with a therapist who understood psychics and mediums because I was really kind of losing it a bit and I didn't understand what was going on. And that is when my first guide came through. Something was leaning on me and she said, I said, something's leaning on me. And she said, well, what is it? And I closed my eyes and I went into a channel session and I knew to trust it right away. So that was probably like when I, about 16 years ago, because I've been Hmm. teaching and in this career about 15 years. But I, when I started really diving into learning what's, and a lot of people are going to relate to this, what psychic ability and mediumship and channeling is. I started realizing I was having experiences back when I was three years old and five years old. And we negated yeah. those experiences because it was our imagination. We were dramatic or whatever, but I was having precognitive dreaming as early as three years old. So, and that's, you know, when dreams come true and stuff.
0: I was going to ask you that if it triggered to when you were younger. So I got that from you. Yeah. That it triggered something. I'm sure you, you and too, I- right? Yeah, I think so. Sometimes I wonder, where was I? (laughs) Where was I? And I I was a dreamer. I was a visionary and dreamer. So I was always ahead of my time, but not recognizing it until now that that was where I was. Yeah, and I I do. I sometimes think like, where was I? But that's what it was, right? And so I think that, you know, allowing for children to have those imaginary friends to be Mm -hmm. able to touch into that realm is really important you know, for parents to understand and to really nurture that part and let it be a guidance and build that confidence instead of, you know, shooing it away. I know, I mean, I love my mother dearly, but it was always like, quit being so sensitive, yeah. you know, stop your crying. And so it was really kept, you know, cutting off those energies that were coming from me. And it really wasn't until I left, till I left home, yeah, right? Until going through many of my own crises and figuring out, you know, like, oh, wait a minute, like this is what I do. Mm-hmm. This is my gift. So I totally agree with that. And I think it's important that, especially as parents and, you know, as friends and people that we really do acknowledge that for each other, that we can do this and we can bring in this guidance that will help to build confidence and to build power right now and to help us move forward and make changes that we all need right now in humanity. I think it's really important that we connect to this world of possibility. I agree. And what's interesting listening to you and thinking back is really like
1: the first guide was when I was like, Uh, seven, eight years old and I put an angel by my bed because I was afraid because I was always getting woken up and I was, things were always coming to me, but really it was the saints. I used to pray to saints, I was raised Catholic. So that was, you know, we were allowed to pray to saints and blessed mother showing up and, you know, things like people, things like that happening. I feel like us being open to our psychic gifts now and our channeling is gonna be, it's the new norm. It's starting to become the new norm, which is wonderful. When I was struggling with it, I went to a priest, I don't believe in confession, but I was at a retreat and they, they were encouraging me to go to confession. And I went to confession and I told the priest what was happening to me, that deceased people were showing up. And he said, well, that makes perfect sense because all saints were mediums. They were constantly seeing God or Jesus or other things. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this has been going on for decades and years and
0: So we're just reframing it differently, I feel like. Yeah, and talking about it and putting it into a, you know, a a physical form in some ways, right, as we teach about it and help people to open up to really what their own guidance is all about, you know, and, you know, even the higher self. You know, lots Mm -hmm. of times I I bring that in, like calling your higher self, allow your higher self to do your breathing as we continue through these intuitive skills, right? And it's like, even that, like having that vibration and that energy that I keep going above my head, right? Like I kind of access it right up there. But I think it's important that we recognize the chakras of the body, the auric fields of the body, the way in which we can energetically work with our own system. It is time for it to open up. It really is. It is definitely time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I feel like your higher self is like your first guide. I mean, if if in actuality, that was a guide I touched base with in my mid-20s, you know, and she really was my first guide. She showed up and I was like, wow, I want to be you. (laughs) Who are you?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I I know mine was that got me out of many situations, thankfully, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And- Do you feel that we all have like that higher self, like that one guide that comes in that carries all through life or we have many or they change or all of the above? Uh, I'm going to say all of the above
1: because like when they asked me that in the book and what I wrote in the book is I definitely have a couple of guides, especially one particular guide that I feel like has been with me from the beginning and will be with me to the end. But thankfully, I'm not at the end of my life yet. So I can't really answer that question if she will always be there. Yeah. So in my opinion, yes, I do think there's a couple that are with us and probably we we were with them beforehand and possibly even in other lifetimes and stuff.
0: Hmm, I love that. Pop- we're
1: helping them to do work too. Like at uh, one point in my channeling and very early on, I bowed down to them, thanking them and they bowed down to me and
0: said, thank you. I love that. Helping them to do their work too. Yeah. I haven't really thought about it that way, but I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a great point to remember. And then it really can help that relationship even. Like I'm helping you, you're helping me. We're keeping this channel going and opening. And I know, and... I guess it was just kind of preparing for talking to you today, but I didn't really even put this together. But this morning in the meditation, my own personal meditations, like even going back into the records for me and like, okay, I haven't been here in a while, but I'm making this commitment to change my life. And this is where I need the guidance the most, you know? So I was saying those blessings and prayers within my own self today. And I think it's really important that we all can do that. You know, that we can use that kind of guidance because I, again, I mean, right now there's so many shifts and changes and I don't know very many people that haven't felt that as well and are asking a lot of these questions, yeah.
1: But you said something that's super important. You said that you asked and you prayed and you also put the question out there. And that to me is the first step. A lot of people are even afraid to ask, or they're afraid to speak their dreams out loud, or they're afraid to acknowledge what it is they really want to do. And you're not going to always get an answer right away. We, you and I both know this. We were just talking about this, you know, but the fact that you're in the question allows you the space to get the answer. I am definitely in the question mode. <laughs> yeah, no, I am too in certain areas of my life. And yeah, instead of
0: denying the question, it allows more to come in. Yeah. And I think too, as you know, the, the lion's gate opening up that whole portal of energy. And it is all about our visions and dreams. And it's like, you know, I really want to look at that longer term, you know, I'm so used to, you know, goals, the end of the month and vision boards, but I'm really like, let's look at the longer term. So it's like, okay, what is it I really want to do? What is it I'm really doing? Like, what is my purpose? And asking all those questions because I talk a lot about spiritual contracts, right? Creating new contracts, because those change and those shifts that we can continually create them. So as I go to do this, it's like really opening the energy for so much to come in. And I think we are the director of our lives. We're the co-creators of our lives. And if we just leave it, well, just let the world decide or whatever happens. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's fine. No judgment. But I feel like right now, I've been taking care of everybody else in my life. And now it's like kind of my turn to take care of me. And so it's like, I want to direct it. I want to be in that driver's seat, right? I guess I get I, I get very inspired talking about this. Yeah, I can hear it in my own voice. Yeah. But that's great, right? What a great place to be. You get inspired on it. And
1: I usually do um, channeled predictions for this other, uh, this show that I'm on. It doesn't matter. but And they have been talking how we have to co-create for so long. You can't sit back and wait for spirit to just show up, you've got to
0: tell them what you want. And then the universe creates with you. Yeah, I agree. And I know that's that. exactly where I am right now. I still have a lot of Mars energy yeah. coming in my chart. So that's part of it too, the action, take action. Does Mars make it, oh, it makes it take action. Yeah. And I think it's everything. It's like in my work and all this. And it just happened as I came around on my birthday, which was, you know, this past week and looking at the solar return, I looked at that, you know, and so I was like, wow. And Just that inspiration that there is so much more to come. So I do believe that is so true. Now, back to your book, Um, getting into your book. Now, the second half, is that the second half, you actually bring in different stories and different experiences that people have. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, that's really the publisher. The series is Common Sentience. So she's kind of like, I think the best way you could explain it, it's like a little bit like chicken soup for the soul, but it's all these stories by other authors, other writers. And it's really a beautiful part. I have two stories in there too. It's a really beautiful part of the book because you get to read other people's stories and and relate. Yeah. Because again, like I said, we've negated our own experiences and then you read somebody else's experience and you're like, oh my goodness, that happened to me too. And it helps you to not feel alone. So I feel like it's a beautiful way to feel like you're part of a community.
0: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I haven't read them all, but I was definitely looking through them. And I think it is fascinating when you hear the story and you get to know somebody's experience and then look at your own life and say, well, where does that relate? Or that does relate or something. So I really think that helps to kind of ring it in even greater. I really do. And I love that you included that. And then you also include exercises. Yes. I'm a big one for exercises because I feel like the only way you can learn is by doing, right?
1: Yeah, I agree with that lecturing does not do it all. So um the back is all exercises where they can walk through, meet a guide, learn about the symbolic language of your soul. There's it's, it's especially it's written out in a way where you kind of go on a journey. And then the appendix, I channeled ten guides, so you get to pick a guide. And these aren't guides you can Google for a reason because you would want to pick that guide. I've done this for um, quite a few years. You pick a number from one to ten, and whatever number you pick is your guide, and you can change it and have more, but. Everybody who does this, like 98.9% of the people are like, oh my goodness, that guide is perfect for me right now. And then you could walk through the experiential part and take that guide with you and really develop a relationship and an experience because we know that's when it gets anchored into your soul, your body, your truth.
0: Oh, I love that. I really love that. Yeah. And then it makes it all the more interesting and noticing what you notice for sure as you bring that forward. Yeah. And then
1: take them for a walk. Like, you know, like you said, I always do that. Take them for a walk.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I notice it so much when I'm outside on Mother Earth. I really do. I just, I guess I get quieter finally when I put the phone down, right? But I get quieter and I listen to the wind and especially the wind, it's just like listening and like, what do I hear? And what are these messages? And I love that idea. I'm going to pick a number and do it. Yeah. Especially as I'm opening up to all this new possibility for me. Yeah. I was With my daughter on Zoom, my birthday, is like, I'm going to do a new vision board. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm not ready yet. We did our nails instead, but I'm not ready yet. But I feel like this is what I need, like inspiration to put those visions out. What do I really want to bring in for this next phase of my life? So, yes. So thank you for that. I do. I do appreciate that. I'm definitely going to check it out for sure. So where do you want to send people to find the book? Uh, the book, you can go to com forward slash book. I'm sure my name
1: will be in the title of this or the show notes. So yeah, I'll put the link. Yeah. It. yeah. And then it's
0: on Barnes and Noble and Amazon. And then uh, you can listen to my podcast, Who Can It Be Now? Who Can It Be Now? Okay. I just made a note of that as well. Going to check that one out too. I'll put that link in there. And then uh, my website, if there's further, there's a lot of
1: classes on there and stuff. Okay. And programs. So you can just go to MarilynAloria.com and- Find everything.
0: Yeah. So what is your big mission or your big hope with this book?
1: I think for this book was really a welcome mat for a deeper conversation that's
0: coming through me. Love that. I love that. Yay. Mm -hmm. So as we go to round out the show, I'd like to come back and ask this question. How do you feel that your work with Spirit Guides and putting this book out can help to empower the spirit? Well, I feel like any
1: kind of observation or consciousness to spirit inside of us and spirit outside of us helps us to really align with our truth align with our soul and live in connection with something so much greater than us which is source energy and ultimate love
0: connection with source and connection with love for our greatest self yeah i think it's so true i mean it adds that depth of experience to our lives mhm yeah yeah, yeah definitely
1: and one of my biggest things is teaching people that the dreams in their heart are meant to be lived they may not show up exactly how you want them to but if you follow them you'll get you'll get that and even more if you can you know let, surrender and just follow it Spirit brings us things that are so much more magical than we can imagine
0: Spirit brings us things that are so much more magical than we can imagine yes yeah what a great message Thank yeah. You. Yeah. Well, as you can tell, I got so animated and so excited talking about this subject. And I feel like there were some spirit guides around in the beginning that kept knocking us out beyond the storm, but like, okay, okay, let's move this out so we can talk and bring this out into the world. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited for you and to see more of what's to come. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. To your spirit. Thanks. Yes. Yes. Consciousness to spirit helps us to align with our deepest self, to connect deeply with source energy and to co-create with source and to find that deepest connection of love for your greatest self. As Marilyn says, spirit brings us things that are so much more magical than we can ever imagine. Reach out to Marilyn for her book, her work, and check out her podcast. And if you need help connecting with your spirit, Reach out and schedule that spiritual upgrade breakthrough call with me. And as a side note, I have to say I chose the number three to look up the guides in Marilyn's book. The guide's name is Strahl, and the purpose will be to help me shine brightly with possibility. I am finding this to be a great new addition to my guides and perfect to help me bring in my new vision for my journey. Share this out with someone that might need some inspiration or spirit guides in their life. Thanks again for listening. This is your host, Terri Ann Hyman. To your spirit, namaste.